jacket on. Hey, thank you. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Financial Fitness Show with Bob Schwartz. I'm Mike Kerner. Bob Schwartz joining us on the phone today. He's got two locations, Silver Lake and Victoria, Kansas. Also, he's got one big location online. That online presence is bobschwartzfinancial.com. Welcome to the show today, Bob, and thank you for being with us again. Good morning, Mike. And good morning to you. Today, we're going to talk about 10 questions that you probably should ask your financial advisor, and we'll do that in the second half of the show. First half of the show today, we're going to talk about a drop in the markets. We've seen these drops in these markets lately. Uh, We never know where the interest rates are going to go. If they're going to go up, they're going to go down. And um, everybody's watching it from the edge of their seat. What do you feel about the drops in the market. What's what do you get a lot of people, a lot of clients come into you and and ask you, what does this mean? And and I guess you have to sit down and kind of explain it what it all means. Certainly as as part of my daily job is is to know what markets are up to. And you know, we've had uh we I think are officially in a recession now. And average recessions in the United States average eighteen to thirty six months. Uh, what do I feel? I feel like it, this one might last a little bit longer or on the long side of it because our markets basically went up for about nine years. And so we went through a long period of up market. And so we might have a correction period for a, for a while. Now, what caused this? I'm going to start out with, with government programs. And the first one was during COVID. Uh, the government doubled the supply of money in the United States in one year. Now, what does that do? It it is going to cause inflation eventually because we put so much money out in the, in the, uh, everybody didn't just save that money. Most people spent that money that they got. Businesses spent it, individuals spent it, small businesses spent it. And what does that do? It, It causes demand. And then what happens then? We have shortages. Shortages cause inflation. If if you've got a gallon of gas to sell and I don't, and five people need a gallon of gas, you're going to be able to get more money for that. And then, you know, the next thing might go is we need to get more production, you know, to keep oil prices down. Production probably needs to come up in the United States. We need to not be dependent on, on what the uh, OPEC decides they're going to do. I think you know, since the 70s, they've kind of controlled uh, many times our our oil consumption prices. And uh, I, I don't know if that's something I agree with, but that's something that can cause negativity in the market also. And then come into, you know, into this current time, we've had the inflation hit this year. And when the inflation hit, that causes nervousness in the market. It causes the Fed to increase interest rates. And when the Fed increases interest rates, uh, that that takes time for the stock market to absorb that, meaning it goes down when those increases are announced. There's been a lot of a lot of negative baseballs hitting the bats of the American economy, and the market's suffering from that. Now, how I look at it is the American market's the best market in the world. It's the solid. It's very solid. It's very transparent usually. And generally has always come back, just like land prices. Sometimes the value of homes go down, but sometimes they go up. Same with land prices. Sometimes they go down, but generally they go up over time. So 
that's how we look at the drop in the market. You know, the market sometimes can go down just by rumors. It may not be true, but uh, rumors can also affect the market, and uh, rumors can also uh, make the market uh, go up or down. Well, the the market is totally schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, good news, good news. Oh, we're going to go up 2% today. Oh, bad news today. We're going to go down 2%. Or it XYZ may go down, company. but not really. Right. But, yeah, and it's the same. Those companies are the same today as they were two days ago. And you want to get above that fray and understand what your long-term plans are for the money that you have invested in markets. And your advisor can help you with that. Absolutely. Because if you can't. Call us. Uh, yeah, because what one thing that you've uh, pointed out in many, many shows that we've had is you are an avid reader, and uh, you keep up on all the stuff that's happening. And you've you've been in this long enough, and you've seen the trends. And when it's it's, it's something's fishy and something's something's not real, uh, you can kind of spot it a little bit. Not my first recession. <laughs> you've, you've been through a few of them and, and I'm glad you're out there to tell us and, and what you'll do is you'll sit down and talk to people about that because I'm sure you get calls people wanting to hey can I move move my money over into this uh, area that's a little bit safer can I move my air, money here and and I'm sure you get those calls of panic all the time but uh, I think sometimes as a fiduciary you've probably looked out for that and have called them in advance and, and let them know that hey I, I'm on top of this Right. Our, our clients know, uh, you know, what their game plan is, what we're trying to get done, and they're fantastic. They allow me to, to work that plan for them. And that's, uh, that lets me know we're doing a good job of our clients understanding, you know, wh- where we are, wh- why we're in equity and what it's supposed to do for us. And you also figure this out, too, and you discuss this with your clients when you do your annual, because you do an annual with all clients. Right. Our clients hear from us once a month through a monthly statement. They hear from us uh, generally two or three letters a year. And then I will converse with clients anytime they want via phone or Zoom or come to their home. So there's a lot to it and uh, they'll have a lot of faith in you because you're keeping in contact with them and telling them, here's how your money is doing and here's where it it may not be doing so well and maybe we can do something different here. So that's good advice. And I think we'll get into a lot of that here in the second half of the show. Uh, Our show today is going to be about 10 questions to ask your financial advisor and you're going to help us through all those questions, right, Bob? I'm going to do my best. All right. We'll get to that second half of the show here in a moment. It is the Financial Fitness Show with Bob Schwartz. Two locations, Silver Lake and Victoria, Kansas. Also a presence online, bobschwartzfinancial.com. Silver Lake phone, 785-582-5805. Victoria phone number is 785-301-2320. It's the Financial Fitness Show. I'm Mike Kerner, the host. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Second half coming up in just one moment. Folks, it's Julie from Bob Swartz Financial. Many times when people call our office, they want to know what their first appointment is going to be like. I tell them that this is a time for you and Bob to get to know one another. Bob enjoys getting to know you as a person, as well as what your investment concerns and goals are. I also tell them I personally enjoy working at Bob Swartz Financial because of the care I see Bob has for his clients' best interests. Values, commitment, transparency. That's the Bob Swartz Financial way, and you'll experience these in each encounter. Call us at 785-582-5805. 
That's 785-582-5805. Hello and welcome to the Financial Fitness Show. I'm Mike Kerner. Bob Schwartz is with us from Bob Schwartz Financial, Silver Lake and Victoria, Kansas. But Bob travels all over the state of Kansas and he has appointments he can make with you at your home, your office, or meeting at the local cafe or coffee shop. And I'm sure you uh, get a lot of those cafe and coffee shop ones in and I'm sure you look forward to those as well. Right, Bob? I, I absolutely do. Um, One of the favorite things I do. <laughs> um, today we're talking about uh, the 10 questions to ask your financial advisor out there. And number one on our list today is, are you a fiduciary? And I think we've learned this, and we talk about this about every show, but you are a fiduciary. And really quick uh, flyover, Bob, what is a fiduciary? Well, a fiduciary works in the best interest of the client, where non-fiduciaries need only recommend products that are suitable uh, for clients, even if they're not the lowest cost or, or the most ideal for the client, uh, where a fiduciary uh, wants to give options to the client and show them uh, the most cost-efficient way to reach their goals. So it's kind of a it's kind of a trust level, actually. You're somebody out there that they can trust. Correct. Number two on the list. I'm sure people ask this all the time, Bob. How do you get paid out of this? I mean, you're running a business here. How how do you get paid uh, from me investing in uh, my future? Right, and that's uh, something that I gladly share. Uh, we one of our core tenets is transparency, and of course, transparency means we want you to understand where we make our money at. We charge seven tenths of one percent to manage your money. Uh, that means if you have a hundred thousand dollars invested with us, we charge seven hundred dollars per year. Uh, it's charged quarterly, so it'd be I, I about one hundred seventy-five dollars a quarter in the example that I just gave. Now, there are other fees involved that people can pay, and that could be mutual fund fees, uh, wrap fees, uh, all kinds of goodies that my industry has baked into transactions. We have none of those. We have no mutual fund fees, no trade fees, no IRA fees, no exit fees. We're very efficient with folks' money. So as opposed to say a percent and a quarter to two and a half percent with normal operations, we are at seven tenths of one percent. That is not a commission. It is a fee. And some offices are different than others, right? Right. Uh, some are fee-based and commission-based and some are commission-based only. And there's some pratfalls in there that can occur. Not going to dive into that rabbit hole today, but make sure you're representative is being transparent on where the costs are. What do they make? Where they're putting your money? What do they make? What are their fees? Are there surrender charges? Are there upfront fees, etc.? Those are all very, very important. And are there hidden fees? I guess uh, you, you need to look out for that too. There's so many fees that people don't realize that they're paying. Pretty amazing. Well, that kind of gets into my third question here. What are all in? What, what are my costs all in costs? Yeah, uh, all in costs with us are seven tenths of one percent per year. That's all in. And some uh, and some places are more, and some are less. Would you say that? Um, if you manage your money yourself, yeah, uh, you can get your expenses down probably thirty basis points a year. If you do it all yourself, yes. Yeah, who wants to do that? 
Well, it gets pretty complicated. You know, I have some very good friends that uh, that manage their own money, and they're good at it. Uh, they'll come in, oh, maybe once every year or two, and we'll go over their portfolio, and I'll help them. I'll just charge them a fee to help them uh, if they need to do some rebalancing or something. They'll just have me look it over. But generally, they do an excellent job. But they spend a lot of time doing that. I mean, they enjoy it. My mother, yeah, you've heard me talk about her as an investor. Uh, she loved managing her own money, and she was she was excellent at it. And, uh, yeah, there's people that are, but that takes a lot of time, Mike. Well, the 10 questions to, today to ask a financial advisor, uh, we've gone through a couple of them already. Number four on the list are, or is, what are your qualifications? And I think that everybody going out to talk to a financial advisor needs to talk to them about their qualifications. Right. I would say the key thing to ask is, are you a CFP? You know, my, my son is 30 and in the industry, he's a certified financial planner. I just think it's a, you know, it's much needed in today's uh, complicated world of investing and uh, those type of things to make sure you're working with a fiduciary. I think having the CFP moniker is very, very important. And that is a re- uh, when you're dealing with an advisor. And that's a regulated, uh, regulated, I guess, um, moniker, right? Correct. All right. Number five, how will our relationship work? And I think you lay that out with your customers all the time. Like, well, we'll meet once a month. We'll talk once a month with this. We'll meet once a year. That whole thing it, is is that what I think this means? Yeah, we we try to have sixteen to twenty contacts per year with with each client. That's between our monthly statements, our letters of communications, phone calls, appointments. Each client gets what uh, we call it touching our clients 16 to 20 times a year. And there's not like extra fees if it's more, are, are there? I mean, if somebody has a question about something that's going on with their account, uh, maybe something's happened in their life and they want to make changes, there's no extra fees, are there? No, no, that's that's uh, that's our job. I had a client come in yesterday, uh, just wanted to go over, um, <clears throat> their expenses have gone up quite a bit, and he wanted to know how I thought they should go about getting some more income. And we went through that, and, and when he left, I said, I'll get that taken care of for you. And he goes, what do I owe you? And I said, that's that's our job. That's what we do. And you're available all the time for phone calls or emails or even appointments at their house or at your office? Correct. Here's another question I think that uh, needs to be asked, and do you get this question a lot? What is your investment philosophy? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, we're unusual in the sense of one of the reasons we don't have mutual fund fees, we do one thing. And we try to do it with great discipline. Uh, we buy American companies that pay dividends. And uh, by buying individual American companies, we're escaping any mutual fund or ETF fees. So that, that's what allows us to be so efficient. And we trade on a platform that has no fees for trading. So it, it compared to what the industry looked like when I started and what it is today, we are so much more efficient for our clients. Well, here's a question that I'd like to maybe ask uh, that's like part B of that question. Who are your typical question? Who are your typical clients? I think that an advisor needs to be asked that question because um, that may help them feel comfortable. And I know, Bob, you've said it in the past. You have a lot of farming and ranching and, and, and teachers. That's kind of your bread and butter. And, and that's kind of what you grew up with and knew. So uh, everybody, I guess, has some kind of niche. And uh, but you'll work with anybody. Correct. Correct. You know, we have, we have a lot of professionals, uh, attorneys, CPAs, 
physicians that are clients. Uh, but the main core of our business is, is uh, educators and ag producers, ag producers being the largest. It's a niche that I'm very comfortable in, and they're people that I enjoy dealing with. And that, those are the people, yeah, like you, you deal with those people, and that's what you feel comfortable with, and, and those people share the uh, referrals to you, so that's, that's how that kind of builds. Yeah, and I think one other thing I need to share on that is we never ask for referrals. That's, that is oh. uh, not, not part of one of the things that, that, uh, that we do. Uh, do we get clients uh, through referrals that they talk to their friends or their children or something? Absolutely, all the time. But uh, we do not ask people to recommend folks for us to talk to. We feel like that's our job, and uh, if we do a good enough job, they will they'll find us and, uh, and they certainly have exactly that's what it's all about if you do a good enough job people will come your way for, from those referrals that you really didn't ask for uh number eight on our list what investment benchmarks do you use and i i, I have no clue on this question i'm just throwing the question out there i have no no idea where you're going to go with this one well uh, the standard is the s&p 500 is kind of what our industry uses you know, a, a, a portfolio can be more aggressive or less aggressive, but generally we compare ourselves to that. Are we trying to beat it? Not necessarily. Uh, what we're trying to do is make sure clients' dividends go up every year. That is our core tenant of, of our clients' money that's invested in equities, is we want to invest in companies that have a history of increasing their dividends. Well, I look here and I have a note and it says, uh, ask about uh, straw man benchmark, straw man benchmark. What is that? You pick a, you pick a benchmark that you know you can beat every year. So it becomes kind of a, <laughs> you know, you can't lose. So that's what so, some people, some, some people do use that. When, when I go into the benchmarks on my software, I can design whatever benchmark I want. Now think about that. I can not only grade myself, I can set up the grade to fit my failures or my successes. So what good does that do for my clients? That's why we kind of go straight with the S&P 500. It's something that, you know, everybody kind of understands. It's the 500 biggest companies in the United States. I tell people sometimes we're going to beat that and sometimes we're not. It's not my job to try and outperform that. It's my job to do what they want their money to do during their retirement years or during the years they have left until they retire. So it's all on what they want out of it and uh, what you can help them get out of it. Number nine on our list is who is your custodian? So you're out there, you're an investor, but there you don't do it all yourself. There's somebody that you, you work uh, under somebody else's umbrella, don't you? We do all of our trading through TD Ameritrade. You know, most people have heard of. And we do all of our trading through there. Uh, TD Ameritrade was last year purchased by Schwab. And next year, we are going to go under the Schwab umbrella. It will be seamless for our clients. I, I can assure you it's not seamless for us. But uh, uh, yeah, we trade through the TD Ameritrade platform. They've done a great job for us. And so far, Schwab's been fantastic to work with also. And that's also good that you're working under somebody like that because all of this can kind of not, I mean, sometimes you think bad about regulation or somebody's out there watching, but it, 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 uh, it makes me feel more secure that uh, there's another company that's out there that maybe people are watching. So you're not getting right. taken, I, taken, you know what I mean? It, it, 
it's another layer of regulation to look at your counts. And, you, you know, one of the things that Bernie Madoff did was he custodianed all of his clients' money. There wasn't any platform to sit there and say where that money was invested. It was just what he said. So like I tell people, that's, that's you want to get that TD Ameritrade statement, soon to become a Schwab statement. But when you get it every month, you want to look at it. Because that tells you where your money's at, where it's invested. You you never you never folks you never want to make a check out to your advisor. Uh, you always want to make a check out to a company. Uh, don't ever make a check out to your advisor. That would be the very first thing I would tell you not to do. All right, number ten on the list. What tax hit do I face if I invest with you as my uh, advisor? Oh, that's that's a very important question. We'll we'll have uh, a client bring portfolios to us. And we'll show them what our expenses will be, et cetera, and, and where we would suggest having the money. And sometimes the clients will, you know, they'll go, okay, let's go ahead and move it. And when we send that paperwork to move it, uh, we move it what's called in kind, which means we move across the asset. It's not a sale of the, of the asset. And one of the things that they'll be told by their current custodian is, well, you're going to pay capital gains tax. Uh, if something has a large gain in it, uh, we're probably not going to sell it. If it's uh, otherwise, we're not going to wreck something that's doing what it's supposed to do. We're not going to blow it up. Uh, so we we watch very closely what the tax ramification is on any sale we do of any client's current products that they have. We don't want them to have a taxable event occur. All right, there's the 10 questions to ask a financial advisor. We're about out of time, but Bob, I wanted to give you a moment here at the end, and I'm catching you off guard with this, and it's not really a question, but it is a question. Anything else that you want to add today to the show, something that has been on your mind that you want to fit into one of our shows but haven't had a chance to do that yet? Uh, Anything out there that comes to mind that you want to say today yet? Well, folks, interest rates are going to be going up. Banks are not. They don't seem to be participating in these increases, but we are seeing insurance companies increase uh, rates on annuities. And I just want to tell everybody to be careful and to look at the whole groundwork of of where money needs to be to do the best job for you and your family uh, with the time you have left on this earth. And get a trusted advisor, somebody that you can sit down and talk with that will have transparency and will be committed to helping you do what your family wants to get done. And uh, that's what we try and do every day, uh, and we have done for decades. And, and if you'd like, please give us a call. We'd love to sit down with you. Very good. Thanks, Bob, for being with us today. Uh, Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Victoria phone, 785-301-2320. Silver Lake phone, 785-582-5805. Bob Schwartz Financial. This is the Financial Fitness Show. I'm Mike Kerner hosting today. Thanking Bob for joining us again today and thanking you for joining us too for Financial Fitness. Have a great weekend. Hi, it's Julie, Director of Client Services at Bob Swartz Financial. We welcome you to give us a call at 785-582-5805 and start a conversation with us about whatever financial and investment planning concerns you may have. Let's have a cup of coffee and start a conversation. Values, commitment, transparency. That's the Bob Sports Financial Way. Call Bob at 785-582-5805. Investment advisory services offered through Cobbler Capital Management.